Hello and welcome to Super Saturday, as a comic media podcast where each episode we'll be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm Damon A, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Carlos S. Hey, all right, well, on with the show. Carlos, it is good to have you on the show. It's good to be on the show. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, tell the soups a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am Carlos S. I have worked at a multitude of comic book shops. I am a comic book enthusiast and an appraiser, and I currently work at Vault of Midnight and Arbor, uh, the world's greatest comic book shop. Brought to you awesome. in part by Vault of Midnight Comics. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well... Carlos, are you ready for some news roundup? I am. All right, so first thing on news roundup. Ultimate Spider-Man number one came out at the time of this recording uh, a week ago, two weeks ago now? Yeah, about two weeks ago now. Really blew up a week ago. Okay, okay. So my question for you, Carlos, is did you read it? I did. Okay. Before I get into my thoughts of gushing over it, what was your thoughts on it? Uh, well, first off, it's written by Jonathan Hickman, who has a multitude of great works like A's versus X, uh, currently writing Marvel Gods and one of my favorite comic books, East of West. And I think this just because this can be added to Jonathan Hickman's long list of successful comic books for sure. I really enjoyed it. Honestly, you know, my favorite thing about reading that is that it just felt like a whole breath of fresh air. Uh, surprisingly, like right before we started recording soups, uh, Carlos, you texted me about Ultimate uh, Spider-Man. And like I was saying, I fucking loved it. And on top of that, I got to say that um, it was it was a breath of fresh air. Like, I love a book that really grabs me and goes into unexpected territories and places because I have, didn't expect the reveal at the Daily Bugle. Everything else, I kind of already, like, you know, everybody already knew. But the reveal at the Bugle and then also the reveal at the end of how Peter got his powers. Soups, I don't want to spoil it. But... Um, it's a great ride, and in all honesty, I don't have any comics that I'm really subscribed to, uh, but I think I'm going to subscribe to that one. Get, get me a little box going for that. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's seriously amazing. If you were able to grab a first printing, kudos to you. That book is blowing up everywhere right now, uh, and it was all in all a very enjoyable ride. I think Spider-Man doesn't have a amazing run right now. I think he's got a lot of runs that could be are readable but a set par at best and i think ultimate spider-man is a complete opposite of that ultimate spider-man was a phenomenal read and i'm couldn't be more excited for issue two i agree i agree uh was the pun intended i didn't even know i did a pun <laughs> <laughs> no when he said not amazing <laughs> oh oh my god i didn't even do a pun i didn't uh, even realize you know those are the best ones though mm-hmm all right, so next piece of news information is Echo Season 1. It launched about uh, last week, or was it, I think, two weeks ago at this point. But um, Echo Season 1. I still have yet to watch Echo, but I've been hearing a lot of the good things about it. Have you sat down and watched Echo? I've watched Episode 1 of Echo. I plan on watching Episode 2, actually, tonight. And I have I thoroughly enjoyed Episode 1. I think they took a character that wasn't very known as Echo, that didn't have unique abilities to say, but they made them into a very standout character. Uh, also, the reveal in Episode 1 is perfect. That's the way he should be portrayed. Oh, okay, okay. 
you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to get to it soon. In all honesty, um, previously on the show, when the whole prospect of Echo was brought up, I wasn't really that invested. But after seeing more like opinions about it and even seeing more of the trailers and clips and everything, I think my interest has been peaked, especially uh, another piece of information was uh, right when it came out, Marvel announced that the Netflix MCU shows are now canon. So... Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. I think a lot of my interest has been piqued as of late. But that's it for our news roundup. So, are you ready to dive in to do a powerbomb? I could not be more excited. All right, well, let's dive in. Okay, so Carlos, I know you talked a little bit about uh, the various jobs you've had at comic book shops and how you're working at Vault of Midnight. Um... (laughs) So, before we really get into, like, the meat and potatoes of this story, I just want to Leon, learn a little bit more about you. What was your first introduction to the comic book world? Like, what do you remember? Like, when, what age did you first get into comics? For sure. Uh, I would say that a, I definitely have to give thanks to my older brother, Gabriel, for getting me into comic books, uh, first off. Uh, I would say that my first introduction, probably, like, most, was the animated X-Men series. I wasn't around at the time it was airing, but my brother was a huge fan of it. So it was always just playing at the house. And I think that was really big, my first introduction. Uh, I've always been into comic book shops. I used to skateboard to Vault of Midnight to pick up comic books. I would save up money uh, from lunch to go buy comic books. Uh, But I would say that probably my first big introduction was Spider-Man. Okay, okay, okay. So was Spider-Man your favorite or was it more like, you know, the Mm X-Men? X-Men... I think I think as a favorite superhero group, I think X-Men are number two. I think as a single superhero, Spider-Man reigns supreme. Soups, I think I just found my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking love Spider-Man. And like I think um on the show I've talked about my first introduction to the comic book world. And mine was like a little weird type of situation where it was like a mixed bag of a couple of different things. And the nineties X-Men show is one of those things that like I'm 24, so I wasn't alive when the show was on. Well, I mean, ish, ish, you know, ish, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, the ass end. Wait, no, I think it ended in '98. I think it did end in '98. So I was born the year after that. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I would say like having an older older cousin show me the tapes, and then also the movies coming out. That's really got me into the X Men, and then all the pre MCU Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, and then '90s Spider Man. So great. What was uh what's your favorite thing about spider-man uh i think my favorite thing about spider-man growing up is that he is a kid like i you know you're a 12 14 years old pretending to be spider-man and you actually could be because that's how spider-man should be portrayed uh reading spider-man books is like a treat to me because uh there's two things that spider-man needs he needs to do a backflip and he needs to have quips that's all he needs in a comic book and best for me to enjoy it uh so when reading a Spider-Man book, it's like just watching a kid having fun. It's awesome. Cool, cool. Speaking of flips, this book that we're covering, Do a Power Bomb, has a shit ton of flips. Flips galore. Yeah, it actually. definitely does. Actually, dare I say, I can't even think of a joke right now. I was gonna make a joke, but you know <laughs> what? I, I can't even think of it. But uh, but no. All right, let's just get into this. Let me read the summary. Let's do it. From the creator of Murder Falcon and Wonder Woman Dead Earth comes the wrestling adventure of the decade. 
Lana Steele Rose wants to be a pro wrestler, but she's living under the shadow of her mother, the best ever do it. Everything changes when a wrestling-obsessed necromancer asks her to join the grandest and most dangerous pro wrestling tournament of all time. It's the wrestler who meets Dragon Ball Z in a tale where the competitors get more than they ever bargained for. What was your first impressions of this book? Um, or even like, you know, sitting down and rereading it, uh, compared to like when you reread it to when you first read it. What was your first thoughts going into it and everything? So... Uh, I'm a huge fan of Daniel Warren Johnson. I've read his past works like Murder Falcon, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, and Extremity. Um, but I this book fell under my radar a little bit until one of my coworkers, Stevie, shout them out, uh, actually showed me this book and really grabbed me through it. Um, first going into it, it's not anything like I expected from Daniel Warren Johnson. He's a wonderful artist, but I think this was his first book where he was truly able to shine in his freedom and his art, and it definitely shows when reading it. I agree. I think this book had a lot, had a lot of heart, like a lot of heart, actually. I think that's one of the things that really grabbed me within this story. I think um, my first impressions going into it for me, I've heard it in passing. So kind of like you was going under my radar. Uh, my first interaction with Daniel Warren Johnson was uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Because I'll never forget a friend of mine, Micah, shout you out. You listen to the show. Hi, Micah. Uh, I remember we had like a whole conversation about Wonder Woman. and I was telling him about this story. I personally didn't read it, but I heard a lot about it, and he likes Wonder Woman. And so Christmas time came around, and I bought him like the first issue to Wonder Woman: Dead Earth. And I remember when I got it, I was sitting there looking through it, and I, you know, I read, I read it myself before I wrapped it you up. It. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh my god, this shit is great. I love the art, and something about it, it just. It was like a type of art that like you don't see every day. Like you see it, it, it's in your mind, but it's like seeing it on paper. It's like, oh, this is exactly what I was thinking of. But like, I don't know how to best describe the style. And uh, so that's where I like first heard of him. And then when I heard about uh, Do a Powerbomb, I just heard about it in passing. What really got me to read it was when I was at Vault of Midnight, met you, and you suggested it and everything. It was already on my radar, but I was like, you know, let me go ahead and do it. I want to do more indie stuff. So let's go ahead and do it. And I got to say... This, like, uh, I, I read the forward in the in the book when um, where he's talking about the inspiration for this and how him becoming a father is what inspired him, but him also binging the whole, all the different shit with wrestling really got him into it. And this really does feel yeah. like a father story. And it, it's just really sweet. And dare I say, in the best way possible, it kind of gives Pixar... Yeah, in yeah, a strange it, way it does. Yeah, in like a really strange way, I would say. Yeah. Um, so like my next question really is for you. Okay. Was there a moment in the story cuz I know for me there's moments where like I may start reading a book and I'm like, okay, I'm reading this. You already got me with like the summary and everything like that, but I'm not really just like hooked just yet. But then there's a moment that yeah. comes up and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm hooked." What was your I'm hooked moment in this? Are we allowed to do spoilers on this show? Yes, we are. Uh, definitely the Cobra Sun reveal. Ah! Uh, so I read this book as it was coming out in single issues. Oh, okay. And that was, that was the final page in one of the issues. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Was, yeah. And so it was super out of the blue, nowhere. I could have never guessed it, especially with how different the bills are just under clothing. It was the best reveal possible that I've read in a comic book in a super long time. 
No, my fucking jaw was on the floor when I was reading it. Because, like, uh, I read, I finished reading it right before we hopped on the call. But I started reading it yesterday. And so, basically, I um, was sitting there. I was, like, you know, reading it or whatever. And I'm sitting there getting ready for bed because I got work in the morning. And I'm like, huh, okay, okay, okay. And then the reveal, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. But for me, the hooked moment was honestly within the first couple of pages where we had the big splash page of uh, Lana's mom uh, during, oh, in her yeah. final battle. Like, I think this book has a lot of different moments with the different splash pages that really just get you. And going back to the unexpectedness of it, this I, I was like doing some reaction tweets on our Twitter. And I haven't had a book in a long time where... Every couple of pages, my jaw's on the floor, and I don't expect anything that's going to happen next. And this was a welcomed treat, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I think this book has a lot of twists and turns in it, and that's what I really enjoy. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson just understands comic book paneling better than, I would say, 90% of the artists out there. He's able to write a story and able to sequence that story to where it almost looks like a single page rather than breaking it up. Mm -hmm. And you really get that sensation of reading this book every single action and movement has impact and force behind it that you're able to really see as you open up this book yeah like it's it's a nice little flow i think it even goes down to the pacing too because like the pacing it didn't really feel disjointed at times because i know sometimes in some books the pacing can be like oh really really fast slow really really fast slow or just all slow then fast at the end this just kept it chugging like a whole train and it felt very cinematic in the way that it was, like, put together and everything. Down to what you were talking about with the pages, like, it was easy to really connect where you're going to go with the pages. And just, it had, like, a kinetic flow with how the art was going with the, um, with the fight scenes and everything. My question for you, though, is, who was your favorite character in, this, in, the, in, this, yeah, in the book? <laughs> I think I'd have to go with Cobra Sun. Yeah. 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 He's taking it. He's taking it. For me, too. Uh, it's either Cobra Sun or, at the very last pages, God. Uh, those would have to be two high contenders for favorite character, for sure. Ooh. Ooh. What's your reasonings as to why, though? Uh, so, first off, I'm very big into luchador uh, culture. And Cobra Sun is a very, very complicated character. Even after his daughter figures out his identity he still keeps the masks on even when they're forgiving and talking to each other at the last moments when lana steer rose is going to remove his mask he stops her uh saying that he's not prepared for her apology yet that he still has to atone for what he's done mm. uh, and that really shows the deep richness that comes with luchador culture and daniel warren johnson sees that when writing uh, Cobra Sun and really pays respects to that with it being such a high fly sport he really pays respect to that through Cobra Sun and we see that in the comic you know honestly I was wondering that when I was reading the book um about how much research really went into the, the luchador side of it and everything so I'm glad you actually touched on that because I was curious I was like how close is like does that make sense when it comes to, from looking from it from that perspective and everything mm -hmm. I loved Cobra Sun so much in this and not gonna lie i thought he was gonna die like i really I, I as well. thought he I was going well. to die like I, I was like like i was the tweets i was like typing up on freaking twitter i was like you know what i hope 
I hope this motherfucker doesn't die. I hope he fucking doesn't yeah. die. Like, yeah. I swear to God. Um, mm-hmm. However, Uncle Blood, though, that did get yeah. me. That did yeah. get me. Uh, yeah. And out of nowhere, out of the blue, there was no... It was a great turn of events, and I think Daniel Warren Johnson portrayed that death well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a page and done. It was very, very much like held along the lines, which is how a death in a family should be written in a comic book. Exactly, exactly. I think the story itself, it's relatively short, but they, it does so much work to actually get you to care about every single character, even down to the different tag teams. Like, you yeah. get a short little backstory for every almost every single one except for the orangutan you, you barely know what's going on yeah. with them which, which orangutans are very cool okay i got one thing i gotta say about them though like looking at my notes this isn't a dig at the art love the art i just found it funny how uh there's like this cartoony grungy type of art style but then when it's the orangutan uh team <laughs> just flat out realistic orangutans yeah just, just yeah. realistic orangutans right there on the side yeah i was taken aback i was like oh well okay i think daniel warren johnson definitely has a size of comedy even in the cover of do a powerbomb i don't know if you've noticed this i have it right next to me actually oh uh you see uh one of his past comic book characters murph from murder falcon in the cover whoa you also see in the top left it is actually a drawing of himself uh, as in the crowd i love that type of shit yeah i think the literal jabs of comedy within this story because it it really does some really good comedy choices it doesn't really throw it in your face it doesn't like subvert the seriousness of the situations in there i think my favorite comedy moment within this that i written wrote down was when uh they have a moment of training and it says yet another montage yeah i love that type that of shit that was awesome I love that type of shit. I think the best way for me to describe this book is it it kind of gives um are are you a fan of 80s movies? I love 80s movies. There we go. Uh it it, it kind of gives the vibes of like I think Goonies mixed in with something now. I don't know, maybe a little bit of Lost Boys, just those type of vibes. And it the minute I started reading it and I got those vibes after we met um Necroton and everything. I was like, Yeah, I'm sold. I'm sold. What was your thoughts on Necroton? Uh, he's exactly what I want from a necromancer. Uh, I imagined his voice to be almost reggae in a way, in the way that the Scooby Doo movie is. Uh, it's exactly what I wanted from a necromancer and exactly what I want from a wrestling fan. I think Daniel Warren Johnson put so much character into his characters, which is why his books are so enjoyable to read. Truly. Necroton, the entire time I was reading it, I was thinking of like, I had two voices in my mind when I was reading. I was thinking, what if he sounded like a gravelly Skeletor? Yeah. But then I was like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. What if it's just like very, very like deep and gravelly, but it's like kind of like the dude from Scooby-Doo, like you just said. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you know, I got one more question for you. Carlos, Necron comes to you, Necroton comes to you, and he's saying, like, hey, terrible forces are coming after you, but I wanted to capitalize off of it and televise it. You get to choose any of my tag teams. Which 
tag team would you choose? Uh, it's got to be the medieval pair. I forget their name now. Uh, uh, I've got to check it really quick. The Knights of... The, uh, the Knights of the Round Table? No, Knights of Rhine? I think it's Knights of Rhine. Yeah, Ni- Ni- Knights of Rhine. Yes, it's got to be the Knights of Rhine. Wow. Uh, King Arthur's Table is the coolest move I've ever seen. I think about those two almost every day that I since I've read this book. And I, they would have to be, one of them would have to be my partner. I could see that. I could see that. However, for me, the fuck ass Bob got like, I couldn't stop laughing yeah. the, the minute, yeah. like, Alph- his name's Alphonse. Uh, and yes. the minute I found out his name's Alphonse, I was like, you look like an Alphonse. You look like, yeah. an Alph- you look like a damn Alphonse. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what? I got to say though, they are freaking dope. And honestly, I was curious more. I kind of liked the little bits of lore that we got throughout the book in regards to Necroton and even the Knights of Ryan. And it makes me wonder, and I'm assuming probably not, there's not going to be a sequel, at least to my knowledge, but it'd be interesting to seeing more of that world, I guess. Speaking of sequels, um, the ending to the book was amazing. It is one of the best endings I've read to a comic book, and mm-hmm. it perfectly wrapped it up. Going back to Knights of Ryan, I I'm just obsessed with them i'm obsessed how you get snippets of lore of every single uh world i guess we could call it including in the final match that you really feel for these two competitors they have a death match to see who gets the witch uh it's awesome i'm completely obsessed with every single character daniel warren johnson has drawn and written in this book 100 100 honestly the one that i liked the most would have to be i like pizza party pizza party Great gimmick. Great gimmick. Giant pizza? Fantastic. Pizza man? uh, A Batman looking dude that's like pizza y and cheesy? Uh, I wonder if that was just the joke. It's cheesy. They're pizza. That would explain why the one raccoon dude was called. he was called something, racket? but it was. I think it was Racket. Playoff Rocket? Yeah. Playoff Rocket the raccoon? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Man, I got to say that that and going back to what we were talking about, too, about the whole how a lot of this shit was unexpected. I didn't expect Uncle Blood to be a part of uh, uh, Pearl Pack. That yeah. had my jaw on the floor the entire time, too. Yeah. But honestly, this book, I could gush on for this for like hours, talking about it for hours and gushing over it and everything. But you're talking about the ending and I think it really is the best, a really good ending that I've I've seen. One of the best endings I've seen in any book, because it didn't really go where I thought it would have went. I thought it would have took in the easy route. I don't know, but it didn't yeah. take the easy route. I think that's what I really enjoyed about this book. Uh, there's stakes at hand at this book, and those stakes are held. They're never just they're the main characters, so they win at the end, which is amazing. I love that in a story. I love. I think when a character loses, it really brings out the true sense of that character. A character can't always win because not everybody wins. And I that's what I really enjoy about this book is that it has a great ending, but it doesn't mean winning. Mm. It kind of was an ending where it was like you get to have your cake and eat it too. Because like in some ways, um, she kind of did, like Lena did, did kind of get what she wanted, but it was yeah. in an entirely different way. And I just love endings like that. And it also just makes you think about a lot of different things. I think one of the biggest things that I walked away from with this, it was a very thought-provoking ending. Hell, I I, I wish God would touch my head and make me remember shit that I probably forgot. What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Like, uh, speaking of God, uh, throwing God in this comic book was awesome. I love that he also wore a mask, so we, we truly never get God's true identity. Uh, and I love that God is a massive wrestling fan as well. I loved that. And I even loved God's design, the way that uh, the steel mask looked. But, it, like, it, great, great. And then even the word balloons where it was just, like, black and white. And it g- gives you, like, this stoic-y type of, like, sound, like, when you're really thinking about it and everything. And I love the use of, like, using they, them pronouns for God. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, I think one of the things that really made me, um, that made me question the book in some ways is that, like, okay... So there's necro- so there's um Necroton is he the devil? Is this hell? Wait, mm-hmm. are the people that they're fighting are they from different realms or are they aliens or are they both? It's interesting. Uh because some of the planets, we heard some real planets and then some dimensions and planets that have not been discovered or exist yet. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's really interesting at the thought process of that. It's also interesting that Necroton brought in two teams from Earth. True. True. But then again, I think, like, because I kind of, I originally expected that Necroton was, like, on some, like, fuck shit. Like, I thought he was going to just double-cross them and it was going to be, like, the whole, you know, selling your soul type of thing. It wasn't that. It's very surprising. Uh, so I kind of just thought he purposefully did that to add extra drama. But I, I guess I guess he genuinely was just a fan of the of wrestling. Like I think that just adds to it, though. This book really does play with your expectations and everything. Most definitely, uh, this book is definitely one that throws you for a loop, and you're never gonna get what you're expecting on the next page. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, we're wrapping up the end of our conversation. This was actually a really quick episode. I was kind of surprised by that, but. All right, what would be your rate for this book? And do you think it's going to stand the test of time? On a scale Honestly, of five. Kind of, on a scale of five, I'm kind of a Dylan Warren Johnson fanboy. Uh, my copy is signed by him. so Oh, I'm you lucky goose. Fan. Uh, I'd have to give it a five, and I do think it will stand the test of time. I'm just trying to wrap my head. How did you get that signed? So, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson actually came into the Grand Rapids location of Vault of Midnight one day on a whim randomly. And I saw that and asked my coworkers if they could snag me a a signed copy of it. And my coworker, Espy, was able to get me a signed copy of it. Shout out to them. Is Vault of Midnight hiring? <laughs> we actually were just hiring. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but if this uh, post does well, I'm really hoping Daniel Warren Johnson will come in for a signing. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but I would say this book is a three out. Of, I'm kidding. No, it is not. I I can't I can't <laughs> lie like that. This book is a five out of five. It's the fact that like when I was reading this, I couldn't stop talking to my partner about how like oh my god, this shit is happening. Oh, yeah. And I was so excited to hop on this call and like talk about this book. And it's just the fact that like it was very, very gripping, had a lot of heart. And especially after reading the forward and learning more about where the inspiration for this book came from, it was just so good. Like 
yeah. can go on and on and on about it, but if you are a fan of wrestling or if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, and I'd even recommend if you're a fan of anime because it kind of has those vibes in there, you would really like this book. So my rating is a five out of five. And I'd say art-wise, five. Story-wise, five. Impact. I think the impact is slowly being felt for this. I feel like over time, the impact is going to be bigger, which I think is a really good good thing. So what's your thoughts? Like, Do you think this is going to be impactful over time, Carlos? I do think so. I saw that the book recently just won the Eisner Award for Best Readers for Teen Ages, and I can definitely see that. Uh, this book has a lot of heart. It teaches you connections. It's also just a really fun fucking read. And I think as more people begin to read it and realize this is a standard of comic books, that it will continuously grow. I mean, we've seen that as soon as this book is wrapped up, Daniel Warren Johnson moved straight on to Transformers. I hope that they keep drawing. I hope that they keep writing. And I'm excited to see what kinds of work comes out from them. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that um, Daniel Warren Johnson talked about how there wouldn't be, um, like, I'm working on Star no, Why did I say Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> he did work on Star Wars. So you're actually did he really? Right. Uh, on Star Wars Black, White, and Red, he has a Darth Vader uh, single story in it. So you're still right. Oh, well, you know what? We're keeping this in. Okay. Uh, okay. But I, meant to say, but I meant to say Transformers. If I'm not mistaken, in an interview, he was talking about how if he didn't do, do a power bomb, there wouldn't be Transformers and working with Transformers. Uh, Which is insane. Yeah. It's been phenomenal so far. I've seen some panels, and I was sitting there um, watching, like, freaking Optimus Prime was doing some freaking wrestling moves and shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. If you want to see Optimus Prime do a suplex and a lariat and other Transformers slam each other, you should be reading Transformers. You know what? I think the new Transformers movie should just like just 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 pull just pull just just. just I, I want right. to see that shit in screen on screen. I want to see it now. Yeah. On screen, I want to see Optimus Prime pick up a piece of rubble that's in the shape of like a freaking chair. And like yes. smash it over Starscream's head. Boom. That's exactly what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see that shit. I want to see that shit. But this book will stand the test of times. You guys have heard it here first. So what did you guys think? Are you going to go read it? Have you read it? Let us know what you think. Be sure to let us know on Instagram at Super Saturdays Podcast, TikTok at Super Saturdays Pod, and Twitter at Super Saturdays PC where your messages and reviews can make their way on the show. This is Super Saturdays. I'm Damon. I'm Carlos S. And where can the soups find you, if you want to plug anything? I don't have any social medias, but you can follow Vault of Midnight, because it is the best comic book shop on the planet. Um, well, you heard him. So, see you next Saturday, soups. <laughs> <laughs>